Hallelujah. So we're going to be, uh, it's just some, some things that God wants to continue to share with us. I believe our hearts are open. So just turn to someone this morning one more time and say, so good to see you this morning. So good to see you. Hallelujah. Thank God for Minister Marlena Dudley leading us in worship this morning. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, my name is Sir Walter Scott III. That is my name, Sir Walter Scott III. And I have the privilege of serving as pastor, senior pastor at Abounding Grace Family Worship Center, along with my wife, Pastor Patience Scott. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's, and it's a team thing, you know, we stand uh, on the foundation laid by our apostle, Prophet Doreen Jones, amen. And then give a shout out to Pastor Gabriel, um, who, who does so much, who does so much. Just even share some powerful stuff in prayer before service this morning. So uh, thank you for being with us today. Uh, and, uh, uh, and even for those that are with us on stream as well, thank you for being with us. Make sure you share it. Make sure you share. Go to YouTube, go to Facebook, and share. So there is a word. Amen. Amen. There is a word. And so I know we are hungry people, right? Amen. And so we've been in the midst. I, got, I have to share this because it's important. But uh, it was in last month where we talked about the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And this particular month, we've been talking about grace to or grace to the second power and what this grace looks like in our lives, right? And so uh, we're going to jump in in the continuance just talking about this. Somebody just say this, what you see right there. Say, I am what I am. Yeah, you're going to see the significance of that. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to read some verses here. We're just going to go line upon line, um, but this is so good. My goodness. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're starting at verse 1. I'm in the New King James Version, but I'll give you a moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we know Paul was writing to the church of Corinth in this particular text, but the Holy Spirit speaking to us <laughs> today. Amen. It's not just past tense, but it's present tense. Amen. Something that the Lord is speaking to us today. Whew, my goodness. Here we go. Verse one. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, Amen. the gospel, the good news. Yeah, good news. Come on. This is something that must be preached. This is something, the good news, the gospel, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's going to talk about it, but it's something that must be preached. Yes. Yes. I'm not coming against any other type of stuff, but I know there's a lot of motivational speaking that is done behind the pulpit. But there is no power except the power that comes from the gospel. Amen. It is the gospel that transforms lives. <laughs> yeah. And so he says, I declare to you the gospel, which I, ooh, which I preach to you, which also you receive and in which you stand. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Verse two, but which also you are saved. Amen. You are saved if somebody say if if you hold fast to that word, which I preach to you. Unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. You can't deliver nothing if you haven't received it first. <laughs> Trying to minister and try to share deliverance with somebody else. If you haven't received it first, that's, that's, that's a hard way to go. And that's the way actually that you cannot go. So make sure that you received. Amen. Make sure we receive the truth and that it is active and powerful and revelatory in our lives. Okay, for I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive. And then here it is. That Christ died for our sins. That's right. I'm going to say that again. That Christ died for our sins. That Christ died for our sins. That's a strong word because that, that four-letter word, sins, people say all, all other kinds of four-letter words, but they don't like saying that S-I-N-S. Yes. 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 
But it is so true and it is so real. And then the Bible says this. This is what we preach. This is what that this is what I received. And this is what I'm delivering to you and declaring to you. And this is the message that Christ died for our sins. Somebody say Christ died for my sins. My goodness. According to the scriptures. Woo! This ain't just my word and it ain't just my opinion. It's not just my thought. It's not just my philosophy. It's not just a good idea. But it's according to the scriptures that Christ died for my sins. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. And then verse 5. And that he was seen by Cephas. Cephas is also the name of Peter. The apostle Peter. Then by the 12. After that, oh, he was seen by more. Remember, we're talking about resurrection, right? We're talking about the resurrection. We're talking about what this day is representing. Talking about resurrection. Because, you know, remember that Peter and John, they ran to the tomb. And, of course, John threw in an extra little bonus saying that, hey, I outran Peter. I got there first. But they both ran to the tomb. And so he talked about these witnesses. But then we know that Jesus, after his resurrection, you know, he, 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 was, he was still on the earth for a little bit. And so there were other witnesses, other people that saw him. So now here we go. After that, verse 6, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, at one time. So it was more than just the apostles who saw him, but 500 believers, 500 disciples, 500 followers that saw him as well. Ah, and they didn't just see a vision. They saw the bodily Jesus. It wasn't just a dream. They saw the scars too. They saw him. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. At once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, meaning that there's still people at the time of that writing, when he was writing, people that were still alive. But some have fallen asleep, meaning that some passed away. Here we go. Here's another after that. Verse 7. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Oh, I need to slow down here at verse 8 because we're going to go real, we're going to go slow as our apostle encourages us now. Ready? Then last of all, somebody say last of all. Oh, my goodness. He was seen by me also as one born out of due time. Oh, okay. So now this is Apostle Paul writing this, and he's giving testimony, and he's giving instruction actually to some people that were Gentiles, some people that were not Jews. It was just believers, this church that he had planted. And so he's putting them in remembrance and letting them know. It's like, hey, forget all the pagan gods and all that other kind of stuff that's going on. We have a God in Christ Jesus who is true and living, and he died for all of our sins. And guess what? He's not just an ideal. He's not just a false god like all the other gods that are in society and in the city and all the other idols that people worship. No, he was seen by the disciples. He was seen by the apostles. He was seen by over 500 brethren at once and even after that. But then also, but then also, he was seen by me. He was seen by me as one born out of due time. Now, let me just share something before we even continue to encourage somebody like this. Being one out of due time, born out of due time. He began to give a list because Apostle Paul was not around, or at least he wasn't with the disciples when they were walking with Jesus. He was not, he was not there in the physical, seeing the miracles and stuff that was taking place. It was Peter, James, and John, and all the other, all the other disciples, and, and Mary, and all these other people. So Paul was like, hey, you know, I wasn't there. But still, yes, but, still. but still, he was seen by me. Now, it's something because it can be moments where even we ourselves feel like, man, maybe some things have missed me. Maybe some other people have had some experiences or maybe they're already out there in ministry or they're out there in business and they're or maybe they're already doing some things that, ah, man, I just so aspire to do. Anybody ever felt like that before? 
Sometimes you may feel like, man, maybe time has passed me by. Maybe it's not my season anymore. Maybe that thing has already left. Maybe God has not called me to that anymore. I don't, you know what, you know, the thing that I have written down, maybe I just need to let that go. Maybe that thing needs to die. Maybe I'm holding on to it. Maybe it's just a fantasy. Then last of all, Last of all, and we have that, we can see that, we can look and be like, oh man, I so admire what that person is doing. And even something that might seem like an example, something that seems like real encouragement, there could be another side that says, man, you know what, that should be you. And then we walk away with our head down, man, yeah, you know what, that's right. <sighs> Maybe I need to let, I, I need to let that go. I'm, I'm too old for this. I'm too old, man. That's 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 for the young people. That's 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 for the young folk. You know what? Go ahead, young folk. Y'all go ahead and have it. Back in my day, and then many people live with a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Many people live with a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Ah. Uh, but then he says this, then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. But Paul is saying, but yet I've still had this encounter. I've still had this encounter. I've still had this meeting with Jesus. And so whenever you meet Jesus... The time that you thought was time gone becomes time present and now is. That's right. That's right. So the Lord will take that which was born out of due time and then turn it into such a time as this. That's what God will do. So it's not necessarily a born out of due time. Some people might say, well, man, maybe I'm just ahead of my time. Nope. Let's even change that now. You what you've been given and what you are sensing is for such a time as this. Encourage somebody with that right now. Say, hey, you're here for such a time as this. You are here for such a time as, oh, my goodness. You are here. It is a glorious time. And guess what? If no one ever told you, I am so thankful that you are here. And I'm not talking about just physically in this place. I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful that you are alive and in Christ Jesus for such a time as this. I am so thankful that you are here for such a time as this. Oh, my goodness. This is a grand time. Uh, and th and th can I just say this? Maybe I'm a little partial because I'm in this time, but I think this is, this is one of the, if not the greatest time of the church right now. And guess who gets to be a part of it right now? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, 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 okay. So, Paul, yes, sir. The last of all. Last of all, Paul is going through these things. He was like, man, got Peter, James. And, of course, these are people that he's, you know, he's met because he's saying he's like, you know, some of these people are still present. These people are still around. Of course, we know that he's met the apostles and that are remaining. He was able to receive and, and get their experiences from the other people, from the other disciples and the other apostle. But it's nothing like you can hear testimony from other people and glean from other people. That is valuable. But there was nothing like when you have your own encounter, when you have your own experience about what God has done for you. To where you can say, hey, I thank God for Peter. I thank God. And I do. I thank God for James, John, all these people. Tom, oh, thank God for Thomas. <laughs> thank God for Thomas. Bartholomew, all these people. But, oh, thank God for Apostle Paul. But, oh. Lord, I thank you that you met me, <laughs> little old me, right? <laughs> not my brother, not my sister. That's that song, right? <laughs> but it's me, oh Lord. <laughs> Woo! I think the Lord saves the best for last, right? Then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. But here we go, because Paul is talking about some things here. And he says this, for I am the least. Oh, so we see this here. 
He's talking about his own, I guess, life right now. He says, hey, you know, I, I was one born out of due time. I didn't get to see everything that they get to see with my physical eyes. And then he starts to say this, and I'm also the least of the apostles. <laughs> All those people that I just named before me, guess what? I'm the, I'm, I'm the least of them. I'm not the greatest. I don't have the stature. I don't have the, you know, the testimonies that they carry. So he's saying, he's like, hey, you know, I'm the least of the apostles. Then he, then he also says this, who am not worthy to be called an apostle? He said, I'm the least of the apostles, and I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now, many of us know this, but some might not. What he means by that, he's actually telling it's giving some insight about his life. Paul was a very religious, well, his name was Saul before it got transformed, <laughs> before the Lord gave him a new name. But so his name was Saul, and he was a very religious astute, or at least had the religious credentials that people would, would aspire to. And, and, you know, he had title and position and things of that nature. But then when, but he was on his way now to persecute the church. He was already there when the first martyr of the church took place. Meaning the first person that was killed for preaching the gospel, Saul was there holding the coats of people. And he, was, and he was there in approval, and then he was getting permission from the religious order of the day to go out and find other Christians and have them persecuted, have them arrested or otherwise for believing in the name of Jesus. So he's saying, he's like, look, here, and then of course we know on his way to Damascus to do the same thing that he had been doing, he has this encounter with Jesus. He has this, where Jesus shows up. <laughs> Jesus shows up and says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then what was Saul's response, if you remember? Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? Oh, who are you, Lord? Now, guess what? There's some precedence of that same question. Let's look at this in Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. We're going to come back to 1 Corinthians and finish there. But Exodus chapter 3. I just want you all to see this because, you know, I was just watching the Ten Commandments yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, I got to finish it up because that's a long movie. Man. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, yep, well, I'm going to go to sleep. I got about an hour in it. And I was like, yep, well, let's call it a night. <laughs> But here we go, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. Now remember, Moses, right? Moses. Moses had his own experience being a, a, a son of Egypt, so to speak. And then, you know, he winds up killing an Egyptian. So we have two people right now that have murderous backgrounds. <laughs> we have two people that have murderous backgrounds. Ah, my goodness. But then there's this burning bush encounter. And then Moses, who had never had an encounter or had any experience in the Lord, of course, he's out in the wilderness. He had ran away from Egypt because, you know, feeling like, well, I mean, yeah, he could have died because he killed an Egyptian. But then God is telling Moses that, hey, I'm going to send you now to Pharaoh. And then look at Moses' response, verse 11. Remember, Paul said in his encounter, who are you, Lord? Look at verse 11 now. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. That's what God is saying. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? In other words, here's another, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to stop at verse 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And the King James, it says, I am that I am. But we know that it is I am. So 
I find it very interesting that the Lord did not address Moses' question. He said, who am I? Who am I that I should go? And the Lord was not even addressing his question about who he is. Then Moses had to catch that revelation real quick. And he says, well, if I'm going to go to these people, Lord, who are you? Who am I going to say that? Who am I to tell them who you are? And the Lord says, ah, now that's a great question. Tell them this. I am who I am. Okay, so now here we go. Let's flip. I'm going to tie this in. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians. You got your finger there, right? Or some of you have to scroll there. (laughs) Verse 8 again. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But now verse 10. Here we go. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I'm going to stop right there. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. What I am. <laughs> okay, so here we go. <laughs> you have Moses saying, okay, Lord, who am I that you should send me? I know many people oftentimes think about it because when the Lord calls you, he's calling somebody that is totally not qualified for what he's calling them for. Let me see by a show of hands. Anybody qualified for what God called you to do? No. Okay, yep. Okay, yeah, so that's nobody, right? (laughs) Nobody in here qualified for what God God has called them to do. If anything, we will feel like, well, man, Lord, and some people have even said, Lord, can't you can you choose somebody else? But because of the goodness of God. So the Lord was like, hey, you know what? We're not starting this with you. Because outside of the grace, guess what? You are born out of due time. Guess what? You are least. Guess what? You are not worthy. But by the grace of God. Oh, grace makes up such a difference. Grace is indeed a difference maker. Grace transforms you. Grace brings us to the place where we need to be. Grace enables us to be what God has called us to be. So he says this, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And the Lord says, I am who I am. He starts there first. Why? Because the who determines the what. The who determines what you shall be by his grace. Oh, my goodness. The who, when we stay connected, the who determines what you shall be. And that's where people find a lot of frustration. Because they start getting into their own works and getting into their own efforts and getting into their own ideals. What is it that people ask children all the time when they're growing up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And so we are trained, we are brought up in this thinking, well, man, I need to figure out what I want to be and that very same question leads us further and further from the who and the Lord is saying hey no you need to come back to me you need to come back to the who I am so that way you can know what you were supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing in my presence with the grace that I've given you You can do a whole bunch of things on your own, but you don't want to do it without grace. And so Paul is saying, he's like, hey, in and of myself, I am nothing, but I am what I am by the grace of God. As a matter of fact, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I said that wrong because the grace comes first. But by the grace of God first, I am what I am. Did I read that correctly? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And we've heard this from, I'm even thinking about even what Pastor Chris O'Quady has talked about the I am. Come on, and the revelation about the I am, meaning God, the I am, now that we could become the I am, that the I am is. 
Ah, but it's by the grace of God first. That's why I'm like, Lord, we have to. This grace is so important. You have people receiving awards and acknowledgments for something that God has not called them to be. Men will applaud that all day. Put you in magazines, put you on covers, give, give you titles and, and give you likes and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, hold up, Lord. I do not want the things that men will give me. That, that's, a, that's a low thing. Let me get back to the grace of God. Let me get back to God. What is it that you've enabled me to do in this season? Because there are some particular things that God has called you to, that even if some people have already gone on before you, and some people might be doing it at even a great level that's so great, that still does not change the grace that he is giving you and what you should be doing in this season. That's a real thing. You know, I'm thinking about it because you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's just been even a reminder and, you know, you know, I journal some things, and so I'm, I'm looking, and it just hit me this morning. And I was like, man, tomorrow is going to be the anniversary, four-year anniversary of a serious call that I received privately and then the next day publicly at the Voice of the Prophets in 2018. Very, very just like, oh, man. And I'm like, Lord, this is a, it was on April 18th when I look back to 2018. I was like, man, God, this is so. And he was like, oh, because you could think about, well, Lord, it's, Lord, I know what you said, but I'm thinking about everybody else that already doing the thing that you said that, that you called me to do. And sometimes when you see other people doing something that God has called you to do, it's like, well, well, man, I can't do it like that. I can't do it like them. And guess what? That is not the call. That is not the call. God is not calling you to do it the way that he has other, somebody else doing it. Curse somebody right now. Say, hey, don't be like them other people. <laughs> don't be like them other people. Could have been easy for Paul to be in that pressure. It's like, well, man, you know what? Peter and them, they're, they're around Jerusalem all the time. And... And, they're, and, they're, and they're, they're preaching to the Jews and, and the things of that nature. But I know the encounter that the Lord encountered me with. I know there are some things that I'm going to have to suffer. But there's some, guess what? Not everybody can stay in Jerusalem. Yes. Somebody has to go. There's some Gentiles that need this gospel as well, too. There's some people. In other words, not everybody can stand behind here and feel like this is the only platform for ministry or serving the Lord. I know the Lord called me, and that's how it used to be back in the day. Man, you got a call in your life, so everybody wanted to wedge everybody into a pulpit. Oh. Ha, <laughs> ha. That is not the case, but by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Guess what? God needs apostles in business. God needs prophets and governments. We've seen the man, my goodness. God needs teachers in education. And I'm talking about anointed teachers, not people that just went to school, but I'm talking about people that were in his presence and that have a mantle and an anointing of teaching. Yeah. I'm talking about God needs people that know how to serve, that know how to clean and know how to do business and take care of business. There could be a prophetic plumber. Thing I'm joking, it's coming to me right now. People are like, man, you know, I had this other plumber and nobody can still figure out what this problem is. It's like, hold up. You know what? I can see some things because the Lord starts to open up some stuff. You know what? This is the problem right here. Oh, my gosh. You fixed it. See how that prophetic can operate even with plumbing because guess what? Oh, this is coming to me now. This might help. Because you might be dealing with some natural pipes, but guess what? You also have an anointing to do, deal with some inner workings, some plumbing and how things flow. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say, but by the grace of God. I am what I am. Oh, my goodness. Think about the whole journey that you've been through in your life. Oh, the whole journey that was not. Guess what? You have a journey nobody else has. You can have people born on the exact same birthday as you in the same year as you. And guess what? They still do not have your journey. Some people talking about, oh, I have the birthday of this celebrity. No, they got your birthday. It's what God designed. It's what God set up. Okay, so, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And then here we go. And his grace. See, it's personal. And his grace, not just toward everybody else, but now his grace toward me. His grace toward me was not in vain. Woo! Meaning that it was not without value. It was not without purpose. It's not that I did not just receive the grace of God bringing me from the place that I was at to the place that I am now. I didn't just receive it and just stand pat and just say, hey, I am what I am. This, this ain't something with an attitude. Because some people could say that with an attitude. Man, you know what? I ain't changing because I am what I am. Come on now. That's why you got to go to what comes first, but by the grace of God. Because it's that grace that's where that transformation, that's where that activity, that's where it goes to work. Because guess what? You can't stay the same. Not in his presence. Okay, so his grace toward me was not in vain. That's a good question to ask. Was his grace towards you in vain? Oh, we're going to see. We're gonna, it's, the very next statement is going to be uh, uh, a mouthful that will kind of show right here. But here we go. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So he goes through the list. Remember, he goes through the list of all the apostles and all the different people and all the witnesses and all that. And then Paul is saying, and what we can say now, it's like, hey, but, the, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. But his grace towards me personally, I can't even speak about everybody else, was not in vain. But I labored. I went to work. And he began to share that. And, of course, his labor, man, we know the things that he suffered being shipwrecked and, and, and being snake bitten and, and traveling from place to place and being persecuted and beaten for the sake of the gospel. What can you go through through the gospel? Some people, oh, man, they said something bad about me because I said something about Jesus. Oh, most of the persecution that we receive in this Western culture is somebody giving you a side eye or a bad comment or a bad review. <laughs> Thank God. But so many people deal with so much more. But the grace of God still toward me was not in vain. Oh, my goodness. But I labored more abundantly than they all. I remember it was this one encounter that Jesus had with this lady that was full of sin, but Jesus forgave her, right? And then Jesus let the disciples know that it's like, hey, you know what? She has been forgiven many sins, and so she, she loves much. But people who have been forgiven little, they love little. <laughs> Let's take a moment now about this grace towards you, this grace towards me. What did this grace forgive? What did this grace transform? Oh, my goodness. Man, we thank God for his goodness because I know I'm not the only one that's got some. Some of us, if we were not murderous with physical, well, I'm telling you, what, we would have had a murderous look and some murderous words and some murderous hearts. Some of us have been conniving and manipulative and scheming. Some of us have been, oh, well, no, I haven't done any of those things. Well, now you just showed that you got a bunch of pride, <laughs> which comes before the fall. I mean, you know, and I, and I just had a moment about the stuff that God has forgiven me of. And I'm like, man, God, thank you so much. 
My goodness. I'm looking at a bunch of X this's and X that's and X that's and X this and X that's. Woo! And X this and X that and all this kind of stuff. But I'm also looking at people that have a record that was white clean. Looking at some people that have a record that was wiped clean. I remember when I got caught up in some mess when I was young, I was like, oh my gosh. But they told me, hey, once you turn to a certain age, this, this will be off your record. But I still live with that consciousness. So one time when I was in the college campus and I was in the dorm and I heard my full government name called in the dorm. I stayed in the high rise dorm. They were like, Sir Walter Scott III, please come down to the office. And so I come down to the office and I see all these cops. I was like, oh, my God, they told me that when I, you know, when I turned this age, I'm telling you, my heart started beating. They were like, are you Sir Walter Scott III? I was like, yes. I was like, man. But they were like, well, we have we have a question to ask you about this. I was like. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm good, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like, I'm in Virginia, that was in North Carolina, man. I ain't know this stuff followed you like that. I remember one time applying for jobs and I had to lie as a teenager. Have you ever been arrested for such and such? And I put no. And then this one job called and found out, hey, you've been, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm sorry, I lied. Yeah, you're right, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to get a job, I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> It's like, I ain't know they was actually gonna follow up on that stuff, man. <laughs> but his grace towards me was not in vain. Because here's the thing about it grace shows up in labor. Grace is not lazy. Grace does not just kind of sit at home and stand pat, but grace is a divine enablement. If, if you are, in, oh, and then guess what? You can't run from the grace. Come on. You cannot run from the grace. Matter of fact, let me have my wife pass the patience. If you don't mind standing up. Just go ahead and just begin to walk. I know the camera's not going to be there. Yeah, just keep walking. Just walk wherever you feel like walking. She can't run from the grace. I'm the grace. She can't run from the grace. <laughs> Oh, you can't run from me. <laughs> she can't. This is my baby. <laughs> oh, you can't run from me. No, keep moving. Keep moving. Oh, you can't, you can't run from me. No, don't even try. Don't even try. And just, just, just trip or just stumble for a little bit. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. No, because you still are what you are by the grace of God. We can run. We can walk. And even when we stumble, grace has to pick us up because it's like, hey, you still are. What you are by the grace. This ain't even your grace. It's my grace. So even when I was doing all that stupid stuff that I was doing, guess what? The Lord still had to show up. He said, hey, no cops can arrest you greater than I can. Wow. No cops can arrest you greater than the call of God. So even if I got to follow you in jail, I'll be there with you. People talking about, yeah, I found Jesus in jail. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, he found you. But he labored in vain because we love. It's like, Lord, you forgave me so much, God. What? I owe you my everything. I owe you everything. Lord, how can I serve? Lord, Lord, how can I serve? How can I serve? I remember being in a place, even in the house of the Lord, when I was left, when I was uh, a youth director at a time at this church. And a whole bunch of craziness was happening at the church. So I was in a whole building. The youth area had a, had, 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 had a separate facility. And so I remember coming downstairs and seeing a whole, it looked like snow. And it was termites. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not all freakish, but I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. And then everything kind of died down. And so I'm in, the, I'm in that. I'm like, Lord, you know what? I'm going to vacuum. Nobody was there to see it. I was not serving God to get an applause of men. I was not serving God to be seen. Hey, look at what I'm doing. Look at what I'm doing. Nope. It's like, Lord, this is your house. This is your house. Even this is where we assemble. If something shows up, Lord, let me pick up this trash. Lord, let me go. Let me house of the Lord. Let me. How can I labor? How can I serve? What can I do? God, what can I do? Lord, I know you're giving me something even in the house, Lord, and I know, thank you, God, for even some stuff that you give me, even how I can labor and serve more than they are. 
and not for this a competition, but it's because of the grace. This grace in me cannot sit still. This grace must go to work. This grace has enabled me to do something. I've got something that must be released. Paul was like, look, I have to, I'm going to plant here, here, here. You, all right, you take care of the church here. I got to go to another place. I'm going to send some people to check on you. But now I got to go to another place. Jesus even said this, hey, work while it is day. Because there's going to come an hour when no man can work. Now, it's that kind of work, but now, let me just share just another term. This isn't particularly what the text is saying, but I want to share this even by revelation now. And, of course, I can't fully qualify for this because I'm a man. But the women who have given birth to children, you know what it's like to be in labor. <laughs> Can anyone testify to me? Is it easy? No? Is it easy? Is it kind of like, oh, I'm pregnant. Boop. There's the baby. Yay. <laughs> I've seen what my wife has gone through with all three of our, of our children, and it was neither one of them were easy. Neither one were easy. But then he says, hey, but here we go. Here we go. But was the childbearing, was it in vain? No. The labor was not in vain, and some of y'all had the nerve to do it more than once. <laughs> some of y'all like, look, I ain't playing on it, but that one just kind of just happened, you know. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some got some surprise babies. It's like, some have some babies that were assigned, I should say, not surprised, but they were, they were assigned. Like, I didn't plan on it, but by the grace of God. <laughs> but no so think about it the labor is not in vain so guess what this labor that we're doing showing up coming however we can serve get in fit in with the grace that God has given in the house outside of the house guess what it is not in vain but it takes work yeah it takes work but it's part of that laboring here we go part of that laboring where now you are born for this season. Come on now. Do you hear that? It's in that labor where you're born, where there's some things that, that are revealed even in your labor. And it's like, oh, man, Lord, I didn't know. There are some things where my pastor back in Virginia, Bishop, some things that he was like, I'm finishing, some things that he was like, hey, you know what, Sir Walter, you know, I want you to, I, I want to put you in this position. <laughs> this is me, right? My thinking at that time. And I remember writing a, a letter to my pastor. I could have called him, but I just wrote, it, wrote a nice email, very, very profound and polite, telling him no. <laughs> it's like, no. And then, you know, I got called into the office. <laughs> got called into the office of my bishop. Like, hey, let's have, a, let's have a conversation here. And he just began to share with me some things that he was seeing. So I had some additional work. But now with those additional responsibilities, even in that labor, there was a revelation. There was some stuff that he was seeing about the grace that was on my life that I didn't even know about. Yes. Well, man, what does this have to do with this? But God knows. Because it's the grace. It ain't about what you like to do and what you're qualified for. It's the grace. There's oftentimes you're going to do some things that you don't like. But now that grace is laboring because guess what? It's not I. It's not I. But the grace of God which was with me. So it's that grace that was working. Grace pushing forward. It's like, oh, now you know what? Because now you come back and be like, Lord. Sometimes you feel like, well, man, my resume doesn't show. It kind of shows like I'm all over the place. But God in his grace knows how to put it all together. He's like, oh, you feel like you was doing this, but this was giving you this experience. Oh, you feel like that maybe that had nothing to do with where you're going because you don't necessarily know what you are right now. But you, you stay in the who I am. Then you're going to come into what you are. Yes. Glory to God. 
You just stay with me. Yeah. But Lord, I don't even understand. Why did I, why did I, why, why did I do Lord. that job? Why did I? It's like, oh no, you had to learn something. Lord, that was just for a quick moment. But oh, oh but what, what did you learn? What did you receive? So that way nothing is in vain. Grace is working to make sure that nothing is in vain. So that way those that love and are called according to his purpose, God says, great, I can take all these things. Yeah, you love much? Yeah, I'm going to work all this together. I'm going to work all this together. Lord, it doesn't make sense. It's not going to because it's supernatural. That's grace. I'm going to use this piece for right here. I'm going to use this portion. You know, even that pain that you went through, guess what? That's going to help encourage somebody else and even be prevention for somebody else. I'm going to use it all. And that's what we thank God for. It's like, Lord, but by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, I am, I can't, guess what? I can't even speak for you. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. All the hurts, all the disappointments, all the experiences, some stuff that I did to myself and some stuff that happened to me, all the loss, all that kind of stuff to this day of April 17th, 2022, but by the grace of God, which has kept me to this day for such a time as this, I am what I am. And even now, I'm coming even into a greater revelation day by day of what that is. But I'm enjoying this journey because I am in the who he is. Let's stand. My God. <laughs> the purpose of this day, and one of the things even in this, I believe that the Lord was speaking to me and letting me know. He was like, hey, there's still resurrection power. That is not stuck to a day. Scripture says this, when he was buried, we were buried with him. But when he rose, we rose with him. And we were made alive in Christ. That resurrection power is still today. It's not just then, it's still right now present. And what the Lord is doing, I believe in this, even in this word, it was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm waking some things up in my people. I want, I want the call. I want my voice. I want the conviction. I want the passion. I want that grace active and laboring so that way you can be birthed in this season. The earth has been groaning, laboring waiting for the revelation of you and I as sons and daughters of God. And it's in that grace. It's in that knowing, Lord, you know what? I am what I am. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And saying, Lord, Matter of fact, just repeat this after me. By the grace of God, I am, point to yourself, what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. His grace toward me, say your name right now, was not in vain. But I labor now more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which is with me. 
Father, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for the prayers and for the declarations of your sons and daughters. Oh, here we go. That have now entered into labor. <laughs> Woo! That have now entered into labor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That have now entered into labor. Oh, I'm saying this by the Spirit. That have now entered into labor. Some things that must be born in this season. Mm, some things that are due in this season. But by the grace of God. Lord, how am I going to get this done? But by the grace of God. Grace is powerful. Grace will guide by the Spirit of God. You stay in the presence of the who He is. You stay at the feet of the Savior. But Lord, I thank you for a labor, <laughs> a laboring. And this is a good kind of labor. Lord, but that there's a push in the Spirit, in the realm of the Spirit, that there's delivery in the realm of the Spirit. God, we de I declare <laughs> no stillbornness <laughs> in Jesus' name. No miscarriage in Jesus' name. Yeah, these are two kinds of labors going on right now. Yep, there's labor and effort, and there's labor in the natural, what we need to put our hands to, but labor in the spirit. God, I thank you, Lord, that there will be a praying in the spirit of your people like never before for such a time as this, for what must be delivered in this hour. I thank you, Lord, that even we as a house, oh, that we will push like we've never pushed before. <laughs> in Jesus' name, by the grace of God. By the grace of God, because your grace towards us, Lord, was not in vain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. And some might need to enter into this type of labor. And this is something that is done supernaturally that, that God does. But if you're in here or if you're watching online and you need to be born again, <laughs> that's a birthing. That's a new life. So I ask you, if so, to follow me in this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I believe in this gospel. I believe this truth that you died for my sins and that you were resurrected. I'll receive you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or some of you may have prayed that prayer as a point of rededication, if you could just lift your hands, if someone may have prayed that prayer for the first time as a point of rededication, or maybe if you're at home, then you could let us know streaming online, because uh, we just want to uh, send a resource towards you as well, and then I want to just kind of jump back into praying of some things as well, too. Matter of fact, we'll show the resource later. But can we just pray just a little bit further? <laughs> can we just pray just a little bit further? Because you can't, you know, you can't just say that there's delivery <laughs> without some of that beginning to take place. There are some things that, that God has called for, even in, in giftings and some stuff that the enemy has even tried to fight and try to prevent the revealing of, of, of who you are and who God has called you to be and that which he's given you. So we call that forth now in the name of Jesus. Some of you even know it. There's been such a call and such a mandate that you've been sensing on your life. And, and, and it's not like a pressure, but it's been, it's been a pulling. It's been a tugging. It's like, Lord, I know that is me. There is something that I need to release, something that I know I have to do in this, in this hour, in this season. If that's you, if you sense 
delivery time right now, can you just raise your hand? You just sense like a delivery time, something that needs to be born in this season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something on the inside of you that has to come forth in this season. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. That's you. Can you just begin to just... Yeah, can you come forward? There's just, particular, there's just a particular instruction for those that just kind of sense like, man, you know, there's something that I know that's due, something that I've been kind of like carrying in my spirit, something that I know I need to deliver, you know, in this hour, just, just something that the Lord is already at work. The Lord is already beginning. The Lord is already doing some things. And I'm just going to ask you this, as you come forward, can you just lay your hand on your bosom area? Yeah, your womb area, womb area, <laughs> womb area. God, we agree in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, Pastor Patience, can you just come forward just even as a point of agreement, just as a point of contact, God, we speak to these spiritual babies, God, and these giftings and dreams, God, that you that you have called and, and, and given in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the grace, for the grace that they carry, God. And we agree in the realm of the spirit that what they have is for such a time as this, <laughs> for such a time as now, God, and that you give, multiply the grace, God. Multiply the grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for where there's been frustration and where there's even been pains, God. Lord, that there's even a, a greater push in the spirit, God, that is grace to help bring forth the delivery in Jesus' name. Yeah. We call the gifts forth, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, God. Yeah, Lord, we say come forth. <laughs> come forth. <laughs> God, I thank you for your grace being with them in this season, in this hour, in Jesus' name. Can some of y'all just lift up your voice right now? Let's just lift it up in the spirit. Let's just lift it in the spirit. Huh? In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you could just, those that are standing here before us, and of course you can in, in an audience as well, but can you now just lift up your hands, lift up your hands? Because one thing that was mentioned in the scripture was like that which I've received, and you know you have it. You know you have it, Father. Lord, thank you, God, for the confidence that comes in you. We say no comparison in Jesus' name. God, that they stand in the place <laughs> that you have designated for them, God. Mm, according to the destiny that which you've already marked them for in Jesus name in the name of Jesus hallelujah yeah 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 hallelujah 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 we agree amen you may return to your seats at this time there's another thing that I want to be able to do as well if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's another dimension of being able to help in prayer. Maybe you've already received Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, but there's another dimension. And again, I'm making this plain, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. If you haven't received that counter and you say, hey, man, you know, I want to receive it all because it's all through Scripture and it's still today. I'm telling you, that helps when you are praying in the Holy Ghost because then the Bible says this, that the Holy Spirit begins to intercede with groanings and, and, and utterances. And if that's you, and say, hey, you know, I want to receive this baptism of praying in the Holy Ghost, then, then, then can you come forward at this time? I'm telling you, the, the prayer that you just received and the Lord will fill you up so quick, <laughs> fill you up so quick. I believe, was it? Last week or two weeks ago, we just had a young person that received, received, and I'm a young, young, young man received it. And then when he received his baptism of the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues, he was like, "Yes, I'm telling you, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, your spirit is gonna be like, yes, <laughs> on the inside. Come on. So if that's you. If that's you, then you can just, well, yeah, if that's you. Come, come on up. Receive, receive everything God's got for you." 
everything God has for you. Like, man, you know what? Yeah, I, I need this other dimension because guess what? When you don't know what to pray for, Holy Spirit helps. That oh, that helps because you can still pray out of your spirit and the Lord knows exactly what you're saying. And so that's one of the advantages. Anyone? Anyone? All right, well, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost just for a little bit more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Lord, for your grace, God. <laughs> for your grace, Lord. At work with us. <laughs> for such a time as this. Lord, and I thank you for that same resurrection power, God being in us, Lord. And so we call forth, I call forth life, call forth that energia, <laughs> that effectual working in Jesus' name. Yeah, that effectual working, that energia in Jesus' name. Not just for then, not even for yesterday, God, but for now. For now. Lord, fresh grace. <laughs> fresh grace. Begin to open our eyes, Lord, to see. Open eyes to see. Open ears to hear. Open hearts to receive, God. Give a boldness. Strengthen with courage, God, in Jesus' name. Draw us all even closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of y'all received? Receive, receive that grace, receive that grace, receive that grace in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Not what other people have called you <laughs> or mislabeled you. If they label you outside of grace, it is not something you have to receive or accept. That is not what you are. They call you outside of name as a child of God, as an ambassador, as a representative. That is not what you are then. And don't even say that about yourself. Amen. Amen. Let's get ready to